0: This poem is called Soccer. I wrote it when I was in 7th grade at Lincoln Middle School. Soccer is a game we play. Takes bad stuff out the way. It's my sport, my time to shine. Don't step on my cleats, this ball is mine. When I'm playing soccer, I feel a breeze. I think it's just a signal to me.
1: everybody, my name is Jake Lloyd and this is the DC Scores Podcast. Taping this on Friday, the 2nd of October, that was Ingrid Melendez. I told her story, uh, inspirational story, of a girl who started in DC Scores in 3rd grade, kept with it throughout the... Eighth grade, was a counselor at her summer camps during high school and is now the first to go to college from her family, uh, is attending Trinity Washington University this fall. And you can see the full video documenting Ingrid's story at our Get in the Game breakfast on Thursday, October 22nd at the Hamilton here in Washington, D.C. Contact John Guinan for more information about that, Jay. G-U-I-N-A-N at americascores.org. Or you can reach John by phone, 202-393-6999, extension 311. This podcast is to introduce you to the newest members of our team here in the office. The season is well underway. We have our first game days coming up. Uh, yesterday, we broke some very exciting news about our new partnership with DC D. United that will allow us to serve more kids in DC and really increase our visibility. And as part of that, and outside of that as well, we have added six new staff members this fall. Uh, soccer coordinators Brielle Hunter, Emily Shinagel, and Travis Wara, who is also the third-string goaltender for DC United, soccer program manager Chris Hudler, athletic director Greg James, and writing coordinator Mira Smith. So a few weeks ago, when they were still very new here at DC Scores, I got the opportunity to sit down with each of them and uh, just talk briefly about their backgrounds and what brought them to DC Scores and what they are excited about in their position. So without further ado, here are my sit-downs with the newest members of Team DC Scores. Alright, and I am now joined by Brielle Hunter, who is a soccer coordinator here. Ah, uh, Brielle, how are you doing today?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good, good. Well, it's great to have you as a member of the DC Scores team here. Uh, you've been in the office now for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're finally, you know, getting adjusted? I know there have been just there's been a lot going on with our season starting and just a lot of new staff around.
2: Yeah, everything's starting to finally come together. I'm really enjoying it.
1: Awesome. Well, um, just to, to give the people a brief introduction, you are a native of eastern North Carolina. Um, you recently graduated from Judson College in Marion, Alabama, where you played on the women's soccer team there. Um, and you've also done a fair amount of uh, coaching back home. Is that is that all accurate?
2: Yeah, that's correct.
1: <laughs> so tell tell me, Brielle, just about like your background in terms of Uh, living in North Carolina and how you originally got into soccer.
2: Okay. Um, I grew up in North Carolina, Jacksonville, North Carolina, and um, at the age of three, my father decided to put me into soccer. So I followed that throughout my whole life, and I played high school, I played club ball, and then I eventually went to college to play.
1: Did your... Did your father have a soccer background at all? Do you know why he chose soccer over other?
2: He chose soccer because he figured it would give me something to look forward to. Um, yeah.
1: Cool. And going down memory lane for you, uh, when did you, when did it become a passion for you?
2: That's a good question. Probably my first challenge team, um, Southwest Select. When I just met an amazing group of girls, and it was just the best team I've played on.
1: And what did you? I I assume you still try to try to play for fun as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess this isn't a past tense question solely. But what do you get the most out of when you're playing soccer? What do you enjoy most about the sport?
2: I enjoy that it's all encompassing. Um, when you're playing soccer, you're not thinking about anything else going on. It's just the soccer.
1: And um, tell me about your college experience going down to Alabama. Now you are from the South. I actually spent a couple years in North Carolina, although I was kind of in that bubble of the triangle, you know, Durham, Raleigh, Chapel Hill. But still, I would assume that even going from the south of North Carolina to the south in Alabama was quite the adjustment for you.
2: Yeah. um, So Alabama was definitely a cultural experience. um, Where I went to school in Alabama, it's in the Black Belt. Um, So I definitely got the opportunity to learn about culture in general and a lot of the, um, the, the things that have happened in the past there. So It was a good learning experience.
3: So
1: so a lot of civil rights things, I assume? A
2: lot of civil rights, um, a lot of, you know, civil rights movement's leaders. I got to um, hear President Obama speak in Selma when he came this oh, past cool. uh, spring, so that was neat.
1: Very cool. Um, and then you played soccer, of course, for Judson. Yeah. Uh, what was the experience like of playing Cal Sacker?
2: Uh, it was amazing. Um there's been some ups and downs I tore my ACL my Mm. very second game of my college career um so again that was another learning experience but it was I loved it every minute of it
1: but you you came back from the ACL fine and
2: yep um after a year I came back and was starting again and um moved from forward to playing central mid so that was a fun experience
1: central mid wow that's uh you gotta be in pretty good shape to, to <laughs> play that position, right? Best shape of my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's um, let's transition to how you're here now, uh, in the DC Scores office. How did you initially hear about this opportunity and get involved?
2: Um, I actually read about it on a job site, Indeed.com, and I just thought, wow, that's an amazing opportunity. So I went for it.
3: Cool,
1: and now you're here. Um, what? Obviously, it's still very early in your time here. Um, but what has been your experience thus far being a part of the team at DC Scores? Uh,
2: thus far, um, been... That's a really hard question. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um,
1: what have you? What have you learned? Kind- Kind of about, you know, because obviously, you know, coming into DC Scores, you know some stuff on the surface, you know, about us being a nonprofit mm-hmm. and working with kids, you know, that there's a soccer angle. That's mm-hmm. what brought me into, you know, being a big sports guy was that. But I knew close to nothing about the poetry aspect, mm-hmm. about just kind of the collaborative environment that we have here. What are some things that you've kind of just picked up on over the past few weeks?
2: Um... Really, what I've seen a lot is the hard work that goes into putting the program together. Um, I never would have thought there would be this much training, and one thing that has really impacted me so far is all the youth-based programs and learning tools DC Scores uses. Um, So, that's been really huge.
1: Yeah, you were at Coach Kickoff. Uh, I guess that was almost two weeks ago now. Where we bring all of our coaches together a few weeks before the season and do a really extensive training mm-hmm. and pass out these really thick curriculums, um, what what was your uh, experience like at the kickoff? Were there any things where you were like, wow, this is you know pretty extensive stuff that we're giving to these coaches?
2: Yeah, um, there's a whole thick um, book of just soccer drills and there's one for riding too and. Honestly, you can just read it and be the perfect coach. It's, it's pretty inclusive.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember writing about our poetry slam a couple of years ago because I do a recap, and I wanted to find out, like, how thick is the curriculum mm-hmm. that they go through during this 12-week season. And it was like 183 pages. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> with that much at your disposal, you're right. I mean, coaching is never easy, but that certainly helps. Yes.
2: Definitely.
1: And speaking of coaching, you are going to be coaching at school. I haven't asked you yet. Do you know which school you're going to be at We're this fall? We're
2: n- not sure which school. Um, it's still in the works, so okay. we'll see.
1: But you're going to be a soccer coach? Yeah,
2: which I'm really excited about.
1: Yeah, would you, is it safe to say that's the thing that you're most uh, looking forward to during your year here with Sports? Definitely.
2: Scors? Just connecting with the kids is going to be great.
1: All right, Brea, let's do some fun things to to close out here uh, for our audience. Do you have a favorite uh, sports team?
2: Favorite sports team is going to be the U.S. women's soccer team.
1: That is a great choice. And Carly Lloyd, my second cousin.
2: Really? No, not really. (laughs) But I
1: was was teasing people about that um, during the World Cup because she was incredible.
2: Yes, she was. And people
1: bought it, too. (laughs) Um, Do you have a favorite athlete?
2: Um... Probably James Rodriguez on Colombia's men's national team.
1: Yeah, he's incredible. What about, do you have a favorite uh, music artist or poet?
2: Uh, no favorites, but I, I'm really into music and poetry, so I like them all, honestly.
1: Cool, and what about a favorite meal or favorite food?
2: Favorite food would definitely be shrimp.
1: And I'm adding one more on here. Um, if there's one country that you could visit and only one country, where are you going?
2: I'm going to Italy.
1: Good choice. All right, anything else uh, you want to throw out here to our audience?
2: I'm excited to be here.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Brielle. We are very excited to have you at DC Scores and really looking forward uh, to to having you for a year and to seeing you coach and make a strong impact on our soccer program. Thank you. I am now joined by Emily Shenagel, soccer coordinator here at DC Scores. Emily, welcome.
4: Thank you for so much for having me.
1: Of course. Now you've been in the office uh, for a few weeks now. Um, You've kind of gotten the lay of the land. Uh, Mm -hmm. Things have been crazy. You know, we're gearing up for our season. But what's been your initial impression of being at DC Scores?
4: My initial impression is definitely how collaborative everyone is. How even though we all have our distinctive roles. We all pitch in for the greater purpose of getting programming started, making sure all of our schools have what they need, and then especially just making sure that the students are going that we want to reach out to are being able to uh, have the opportunity to use our program.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I should back up here for a second and, um, and let the people know kind of your background. Uh, you are from downstate Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, graduated from the University of Illinois, um, and then you came to Washington, D.C. DC for law school at the Catholic University Um, and then after DC scores after your year of service you're going to be an army jag an Mm -hmm. attorney in the army Um, very impressive sounds like you've got it all figured out
4: we're trying we're (laughs) trying that's yeah that's what I say for myself right now helps me sleep better at night
1: (laughs) and so you've played soccer competitively throughout most of your life Mm -hmm. and I asked Emily um, I'm not sorry I asked Brielle the same question how did you originally get into the game?
4: For me, it was more of, to be completely honest, my mom, when you're super young, trying to get you into a sport, and thinking of the different types of sports you could get into, soccer in her mind was the least dangerous or least prone to injuries. Now, obviously, as you get older, more competitive, that becomes you know equal among all sports, but then I just fell in love with it, and it was something for me that was teamwork, but that there were so many different positions that you can kind of shift throughout your career if you thought would something else to be better for you. Um, And I did like how it's become now more of a social sport, too. So it's both you can be competitive, but you can also be social with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I see that every year when we hold our Scores Cup Mm -hmm. uh, charity tournament. We've got the competitive division where everyone's trying to relive their glory days, and then we've got the casual division where people are just like, I want to get out and play. Mm -hmm. Um, Was there a time during your childhood when it really became like a passion for you, when it wasn't just like, okay, I'm playing on a soccer team, this is what my parents have me doing, but you were like, I really love this.
4: I think for me it was when I went to high school because <laughs> when you get to high school, you it's more of a trying-out situation. I didn't play on travel leagues when I was younger, so high school was the first point where I had to officially decide whether I wanted to continue and be actually competitive or if I wanted to you know, stop. And so I did end up trying out. I did make the team. And at that point, I think that's when I realized that I loved the sport because even though it was competitive, mm-hmm. I still enjoy going to practice every day. Um, I understood the hard work involved, but I was, for me to be able to be willing enough to make practices around my school schedule and around my part-time jobs, that's when I realized it was truly a passion, not something that you know, I had just done my whole life.
1: Was soccer your main sport, your main extracurricular mm-hmm. in high school? Did you play any other sports?
4: Nope, I pretty much did soccer. It was for me. Um, I played defender, mm-hmm. so for me, I was that was one of my only sports that I was. I felt very comfortable in the field. I felt that I had a purpose, even though I wasn't like the runner or anything like that. I still had a a good portion of like the purpose of obligation mm-hmm. to the team and whatnot. So yeah, that was pretty much my only sport. I was also in marching band, too, so, like, if we consider that a sport, but I don't think... <laughs> well,
1: the sport-no-sport no sport conversation is endless, so we won't get into that. But um, what did you, and I should say this is still a present tense question, too, but what do you enjoy most about being out on a soccer field?
4: I, for the, I, I enjoy watching people challenge themselves. I like to see because because I'm a defender, I like being in the back so I can see what's going on in front of me, and it's fun to notice when two people on our on one team will talk real quick, and then you clear you know that they're making a strategy of some kind, but to see it actually play out and see if it was successful mm-hmm. for them, I think that's what I love the most about on the field is seeing each person challenge themselves even in little ways like that and being successful or trial and you know trial and error. Um, and then just improving themselves, you know, the most, and being on social leagues, I think it's that, and then also just the collective, you know, aspect of just being friends and making friends, and you'll you always meet new people. There's so many people that play soccer that there's no way that you can't have friends.
1: Right, whether you're in a social league mm-hmm. uh, as an adult or on a DC Scores team, mm-hmm. it's really the same in terms of meeting people. Um, let's let's talk about how you came to DC Scores. How did you first hear about us? What intrigued you initially?
4: So I was looking for, I always wanted to do nonprofit work. That's what I went to my undergraduate for. I entered law school with that same idea. And so while I'm kind of in this interim between finding out these results of my bar exam and then between now and when I go to Jack, I Mm -hmm. wanted something to kind of recapture the true passion I had for nonprofit work. And so I stumbled upon um, DC scores, and I was like, well, this is nonprofit work. It's mentoring, which I've always enjoyed. And then it combines with soccer, which is something that I've had. It was like literally like a gift that was given to me. (laughs) And when I saw the website and I was like, this is perfect for me, exactly what I want to do with the stuff that I enjoy doing. So it was, it was, there could not have been a more perfect fit.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you found us. Um, And I'm curious going back to what you said about always wanting to go into nonprofit work.
4: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't hear that often. Where does that come from? where,
4: that's just something that I always have. I grew up in a family that is very passionate about giving back. And um, a lot of times the law school stigma is that you go into going into big law to make lots of money. And I went in without that. A lot of the students at my school have that same type of passion of nonprofit government work, which is ironically still going into Jack in the Army is still that a little bit different, that same kind of notion of not going for like, the big law and the big money. And so for me, um, that's just always been something, and I actually wanted to do international law when, um, when I first entered law school, and helping kids was always something I wanted to do. I did a lot of mentoring, and so it's just kind of been that same passion that I've always been good at and always enjoyed. So I want to make sure that I keep that as I continue on this path through the rest of my career.
1: And, and speaking of helping kids, mentoring kids, where did that come from? When did you start doing that?
4: To be honest, that was something that I started, I don't say unofficially, but just on my own with um, students in my undergrad, just mm-hmm. like it's peer mentoring, um, older to younger. And then I got with a group called the I Mentoring Program, which did very similar work that DC Scores does, just without the soccer. Um, we did it through, um, it was creative writing and then it was mentorship. So we'd spend like an hour with them helping with their homework and then we would do creative writing. Um, And then we'd have like, you know, sometimes um, some kind of we'd have like maybe a couple of game days, stuff like that, like activity days. But I really enjoyed that because I got to see a significant change in how in my mentees um, as they progressed throughout the year. And so that for me kind of solidified um, something that was like, okay I do really enjoy this and I do see an actual change in in people. And I think there's something to be said that if you can give back and you can mentor somebody and help them out, it's going to pay it forward at some point. So I think the work the DC scores does, you have if you can reach out to fifteen hundred students per year. I mean that's just going to pay it forward you know a hundred fold.
1: Right, and, and speaking of that, so your role, mm-hmm. soccer coordinator, you are going to be coaching at a school. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Brielle wasn't sure yet where she's going to be coaching. Is that the same situation for you right now?
4: They have an idea that I might be at um, the Columbia Heights Education Campus. Okay, um, that's obviously you know it's going to be wherever the need is most um, but that's where they foresee me at this point um, I would be I'm excited for that um, I hear I've heard really good things about the coaches that are already there um, I've heard really good things about the uh, the school as itself um, it's really taking you know an up an upward climb that I'm I'm excited for it too because I don't really get to frequent Columbia Heights in that area of DC all that often just with the nature that I live in Virginia and so I'm cool to like to get back and see you know some of the old places I used to go to all the time
1: very cool, mm-hmm. yeah. Lincoln Middle School, mm-hmm. um, I can absolutely vote, vouch for the coaches there. Uh, Popsy Lewis, yes, yeah. uh, long-time DC Scores uh, coach, extraordinaire, extremely passionate. The kids in that neighborhood adore him, love him. Um, so you mm-hmm. would have a great person to work alongside mm-hmm. there. Overall, what are you most excited about um, during this DC Scores year?
4: I'm just excited to get out and coach finally. You know, Mm -hmm. it's been on this, like, big ramp-up with coach training and getting, you know, like, sets together to give out to coaches, and so I'm seeing it all go out. So it's only a matter of time. I think it's the anticipation of me going out in the the field for the first time and really meeting with the students and just seeing, you know, where it takes from there. And so I'm excited to see, for now, I'm excited to see the Poetry Slam, and I'm definitely excited to see what's going to happen next season with soccer and see how much the kids have improved.
1: Absolutely. For me, it's always incredible to see, like, the kids in their first game day like in october and then see those same kids in april or may and be like man these kids had no clue whatsoever Mm -hmm. how to play the game or know you like any of the rules in october and then in may it's like they're getting it it's Mm -hmm. clicking for them it's really impressive um let's end with some fun ones here okay uh do you have a favorite sports team
4: I would say I have multiple, obviously my alma mater, Illinois, is going to be my forever, even though we don't do so well in football, it's going to be my forever, you know, my favorite team. I would say for me, I actually am not into as much pro soccer. I like, I am a football girl by heart when it comes to fanning, and so I would say it's the Kansas City Chiefs are my favorite team by far. Um, and I have to obviously go with the Bears too, I am from Illinois, but I would say if I have, if they go against each other, it's going to be for me the Chiefs.
1: Was Kansas City closer to you no. than Chicago?
4: No. Oh. it was, It's about, for me, about seven hours. But just because my family is from Kansas, and so that's gotcha. where I kind of got that connection. But, yeah, I have to obviously always root for the Bears whenever they play. But if those two teams <laughs> <hit> go head to head, it's going to be unfortunate.
1: <laughs> I don't think it happens too no, often because they're in opposite <laughs> conferences. Yeah. What about favorite, like, uh, musician or poet?
4: So, for me, um, James Galway, he, I played the Flint and Pecklow all through college, and so that is by far my favorite musician. Um, bands, I'm a country girl, and so definitely pretty much anything pop country, I, like, enjoy listening to, but I do like my instrumentals, too, when i want to get down in series and do a bunch of work. <laughs> <coughs>
1: Sounds good. A good variety there. Yep. And then what about, do you have a favorite meal or a favorite food?
4: Um I mean you have to Italian food is definitely my favorite. That is by far. I would say anything pasta, carbs, sauce, all the way macaroni is it's my jam. So, pizza obviously that I feel like is a a known favorite among Absolutely. people. Absolutely.
1: Well, I'm you and Brielle are working side by side mm-hmm. and the, Literally the, the side final <laughs> <laughs> the final question is if you could pick one country to go to, what would it be? Hers was Italy, so I think you guys are good on the Italian food. I feel like, yeah, I
4: would say, if I had to go somewhere, I would say, um, New Zealand, if I had to pick someplace. Um, I think, it's, I feel like my opportunity to be able to go to Europe with the field that I'm going into career-wise is pretty high. So if I got to choose some place that I don't think I'd normally be able to go to, I'm going to say Australia or New Zealand. I hear um, scuba diving is pretty sweet down there, and, you know, I might as well go for it.
1: (laughs) All right, I think we're going to get along. Uh, New Zealand, adventure (laughs) capital of the world. I was only there for three days. I can't wait to get back. Awesome. Emily Schneigel, thanks so much for joining us, soccer coordinator at DC Scores, very much look forward to having you here this year, coaching and just making a great impact on the organization.
4: Well, thank you so much.
1: I'm now joined by Chris Hudler, soccer program manager here at DC Scores. Chris, how are you doing?
5: Fine today, thank you. How are you?
1: doing well. Um, Now, you've been uh, working with us for a few weeks now. Um, Of course, it's a very busy time of year, uh, getting ready for the season, which begins in just a few days. Tell me, what's your experience been like so
5: far? Uh, So far, so good. I mean, it's been a lot of getting ready with the sites, a lot of meetings, um, checking in with previous coaches and getting some new coaches in line.
1: Very good. Now, you... um, you have a very extensive background um in terms of soccer and training working with both the u.s soccer foundation and their national training team as well as with the dc united uh foundation as a site coordinator for five years um but before that let's just talk really briefly you are a michigan native you went to grand valley state i am cor- i of course i'm from michigan from ann arbor uh what was it like uh you know, growing up in Michigan, going to school there. Contrast. Tell me about your style and or your experience, and we can contrast it with mine here. Yeah,
5: yeah. well, I, I'm definitely a proud Michigander. Um, grew up in Michigan; it was a great place to grow up. Uh, yeah. Love the outdoors, hiking, mm-hmm. um, traveling. Obviously, the Great Lakes State, so I had a lot of fun with that. Um, excellent soccer atmosphere growing up as well, played uh, club ball, travel ball, high school for years, varsity and all that kind of stuff. So Michigan was a great place to grow up. I uh, miss it every day, but I'm also now a proud Virginian, so it's it's been a good thing here too.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Every time I go back, I feel like I like it even more. I feel like I took it for granted growing up, but every time I go back around the holidays to Ann Arbor, I uh, I become more attached to it. But But at the same time, I've been in D.C. six years. I call it home now. Um, tell me, how did you get involved with soccer originally?
5: Absolutely. So um, in Michigan, it's pretty typical. You know, all of the, the young kids, they play boys and girls, um, kind of stuff, recreation-style ball. And, uh, you know, the majority, as as they get older, you know, a lot of the guys uh, swap into to football or basketball. Um, I fell in love with soccer right away and decided to stay that path, and it ended up getting me um, basically playing some travel ball, junior high, uh, junior varsity, varsity, and eventually a little bit of ball further on from that. And, um, I also just love to travel and it, it, everywhere that I went, you know, if I didn't know the language or what was going on, I could always use soccer as a way to meet people. And it's basically afforded me a lot of really nice, um, opportunities throughout my life. So.
1: Was there an experience you had or a year particular time in your soccer upbringing if you will when it became a passion of yours when it wasn't just something that your parents had gotten you involved in but something where you were like I really love soccer I want to make this a part of my life for a long time.
5: Honestly yeah I'm, I'm, I've always loved playing but I, I learned I was fortunate enough to have an opportunity early on in my life to, to be co- begin coaching um, during high school we basically had a program that required some service hours some kind of you know work in the community so I decided um, this was when I was 16 was when I first started and I decided to uh, to, to coach uh, youth side so I had a, a co-ed group of um, about five or six year olds it was my first chance you know being a coach mm-hmm. and just I obviously knew the game but I didn't really know how to communicate very well or how to like organize a group and I learned a lot from them I probably learned a lot more from them than they learned from me that first season but I um, I realized early on that I, I really just like to not only share the sport that I love with with the youth and get them involved but uh, you know to help them with their technique and with uh, their confidence and their teamwork and it's basically led to me being you know a, a coach in some capacity for over 20 years now so I think yeah, right around that time when I when I learned that I loved playing the game but I really loved sharing the game as well and, and, and training. That's
1: very cool I mean you see that so often uh, you can kind of just tell for me as a big sports fan when I'm watching games which players might be future coaches because they just look at the game in a different way. Uh, what is it like for you in terms of you know if you're playing versus whether you're coaching just the way that you view a game and how you absorb it.
5: Oh, that's a, that's an excellent question and also with with working with DC United and other youth development, you know, I I enjoy the game on some levels if I'm watching the team that I enjoy to watch, but also as I watched uh, kids to train and mm-hmm. and as far as that goes but um uh I guess the difference well, that's a that's a it is a tough one I know <laughs> I'm
1: throwing out difficult <laughs> questions here yeah
5: several several hats as a coach and a player so yeah
1: absolutely now um talk about your work with the DC United Foundation uh, you were there for five years, um, you know, as a site coordinator, mm-hmm. how'd you kind of get into that, and and what have you gotten out of that experience uh, working with youth here in DC?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So the, the DC Df- United Foundation has been around for years. Um, basically, the club, when they were um, brought in as one of the original MLS clubs in 1996, mm-hmm. um, they wanted to basically do things in the community. I mean, in the in the team's crest, you know, it's when championships, serve the community. And through that, they've you know been really involved in um, youth development in the area. They've um, helped with uh, upkeeping rec centers, um, beautifying schools, book drives, food drives, all that kind of stuff. So it's a really, really big part of DC United is you know the community involvement. Um, specifically with the with the DC United Foundation, they had our soccer program there, um, which actually has recently merged with uh, with DC Scores, where we basically set up um, free opportunities for kids in uh, all over the all over the city. We're in all the different wards where kids can come and get proper training, um, learn about, you know, be mentored a little bit, learn about teamwork, Mm -hmm. sportsmanship, and uh, you basically just have a nice, safe, healthy environment to to learn the game and to play. So uh, I've been fortunate to be a part of that for the last five years in several capacities with the club.
1: And then you've also been, you know, working with the Soccer Foundation um, on their national training team, a team of 18 uh, coaches like yourself who go around the country, Training others in the Sacrifice Success uh, model that uh, we use at at several DC SCORE school schools. Talk about that. What what is it like traveling around the country and getting to train others?
5: Uh, it's it's been an absolute dream. I mean, I have had such a great experience with the sport from playing to coaching, and then you know to be asked by the by the whole you know the governing body, of the U.S. Soccer Foundation. To, uh, to, you know, impart this, these, uh, these things that I've learned with other coaches has just been tremendous. So um, I specifically traveled up and down the East Coast, um, basically training site coordinators, um, directors of coaching, all, all up and down the line, and uh, it was basically spreading the, the, the system that we use with U.S. soccer with other coaches who can then go and, you know, s- spread that on to the kids. So it's, it's been a fantastic opportunity and just a, a real honor to be a part of. So
1: through that and through working uh, with the D.C. United Foundation, do you feel like you're like an expert in terms of knowing, you know, the ins and outs of of coaching techniques and kind of what we stress in in, um, providing a fun environment for kids to learn the game
5: in? Pretty confident, yeah. I mean, uh, everything that I've learned through the foundations that I've worked for, and through DC Scores. I mean, we all have the same goals in mind and the same, you know, attitude toward the game, which is basically, obviously, you get the kids to fall in love with it. But most importantly, make them sure, you know, feel like they are in a, a comfortable place to learn, a uh, place to grow, um, and just basically just working. I mean, a lot of the things that we do stress with this and coach, and and you know, even with while well, I'm training coaches or training kids. Mm-hmm. It's basically just a lot of the things that we can learn through soccer. I mean, as far as the commitment and the teamwork, um, working to achieve your goals, it's stuff that you can take from the soccer field, apply in other uh, aspects of your life. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. And, and what are you looking forward to most uh, about being a part of the DC Scores team?
5: Uh, so, with the DC Scores team in particular, so I I feel pretty confident I've got a lot of the soccer stuff down. But uh, mm-hmm. the thing I'm looking most forward to is learning more about the uh, the poetry aspect and the the service-based learning. Uh, part of the curriculum, which uh, I used to enjoy a little creative writing back in the day, uh, was an English major for a little bit before I, you know, finally figured that I wanted to go into more, uh, into a different direction. But I'm super looking forward to, to getting more in the classroom side and learning more about how that programming works, and you know, maybe even getting to the point where I can someday be more, in, you know, ingrained with that and you know, learn how to coach that as well. So
1: yeah. I- I mean, I'm the same way. I was brought in, I was attracted to DC scores because of the soccer, but the Poetry Slam, you'll see it in a few months, it is the premier event of the fall season and it's pretty incredible to watch kids who in September didn't even know what a poem was or had, you know, no confidence in expressing themselves to their peers, doing it in front of five hundred people. It's uh it's amazing. Um
5: Chris, let's end on some fun ones. Uh, do you have a favorite sports team? Uh, absolutely. I am a um, a diehard Tottenham Hotspur supporter. I know that uh, in this office we have a few different uh, teams in support, but I at least have one colleague here who agrees. But, uh, yeah, I've been uh, Tottenham for the longest time. Um, also, like, Leeds United. Um, if we had to go league by league, Italy, I follow <laughs> Juve. Uh, no real horse in the race for the the Spanish Um the spanish league but uh, yeah definitely taught tottenham till i die so
1: so you and chash friedholm uh good to know he's a very strong personality you guys will get along just fine mm-hmm. what about do you have a favorite uh
5: musician or a
1: favorite poet
5: uh um, it's just musician or poet uh still big into i mean and ever since high school i've been big into dave matthews band mm-hmm. uh more recently I'm, i like some you know a lot of modest mouse uh big fan of hip-hop um yeah, I'm pretty much all across the board as far as music goes. The only thing I really don't get along with or don't get on with so far, uh, I'm not all that into country music, but I'm hoping to change that if I could you know, find some people I should look into.
1: I'm the same way. I mean, country doesn't annoy me, but I, I wouldn't say I listen to it on a consistent basis. Everything else, fair game.
5: Agreed. What about a
1: favorite food, a favorite meal? Uh,
5: well I um, actually I spent a little time abroad. Um, I was fortunate enough to travel around Asia and uh, during my couple of years I spent in Japan I fell in love with all things Japanese food wise so I'm a, a sucker for a good sushi spot uh, love ramen uh, DC's been great for that. Mm-hmm. there's new ramen shops open up all over the place so um, yeah anything Asian cuisine definitely. What about sushi
1: spots? Anything good in DC I'm still looking. <sighs>
5: I'm still looking as well. Yeah. Hopefully, if I if I hear of anything, I'll I'll pass it along. But let's uh, make it
1: a goal this year to <laughs> to find a good affordable sushi place in D.C. <laughs> uh, one final question for you: um, If there's one country that you haven't been to that you could go to, just one, where are you
5: going? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, easy enough to narrow down to two, but I have to go with so um, my uh, my family um, Irish heritage, so I would absolutely love to go uh, and just bum around Ireland mm-hmm. for a while. Um, just explore the countryside beautiful outdoors you kind of place there um, easy enough of a country to, to kind of cover a lot of ground in a short period of time and uh, would love a you know a true pilot to get us from from the from the source so
1: I'm right there with you it's certainly on my list well chris Huther, uh soccer program manager thanks so much for joining us it's great to have you here in the office at DC scores and we very much look forward to our work uh, going forward appreciate it thanks for your time and now I am joined by Travis Wara, who's another new member of our team here at DC Scores. He is a soccer coordinator, and it should be mentioned right off the bat, too. Travis is a goalkeeper for DC United. Travis, it's so great to have you. How are you?
6: Good. Thanks for having me.
1: Sure thing. So you, Travis, you joined the team here at DC Scores a few weeks ago as a soccer coordinator, similar to Emily and Brielle's uh, position there. Um, but you also, since uh the springtime have been a part of d c united after graduating from uh, university of New Hampshire. What's that experience been like
6: uh it's been it's been pretty crazy to be honest uh yes yeah, so i was I was done with school in my fourth uh college season uh back in last fall of twenty fourteen and as soon as the fall was up, I was getting a bunch of scouts and agents wanting to have me go to some combines and have me go to some tryouts with some MLS teams. And um, the, I went to the MLS combine in early January, and then um, D.C. United picked me up after the draft, and then I went into preseason with D.C. United, and uh, about halfway through the preseason, they offered me a contract, and uh, so I've just been enjoying my, my rookie year since, uh, since about early February when I signed uh, my first pro soccer contract.
1: Wow, that's amazing! And you are the you're the third string uh, keeper for United. Is that right? What's yep. What's that experience been like? You haven't played in any you know a, any regular season games, but I'm sure you've gotten all kinds of experiences in terms yeah. of practice and just learning from the guys who have been around for quite a while.
6: Yeah, actually, I did get into an MLS game already this season. Um, there, it's it's been quite an interesting season with the goalkeepers. Uh, you know, of course, there's Bill Hamid who's the best goalkeeper in the MLS. He's a U.S. national team guy, and uh, he's been incredible to work with and, and learn from. Same thing with the, the second string, Andrew Dykstra. Uh, he's he's been. They've both been, you know, like big brothers to me and helping me out and, and whatnot. So, you know, I couldn't ask for a better situation. But yeah, I actually, I did get into a game. Uh, there's been there's been some injuries uh, with the goalkeeping crew this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately knock on wood I haven't had anything but at least anything too serious to keep me out but uh, it was late April Um, I was in Vancouver I was on the bench Uh, Bill uh, the first string was hurt and Andrew was playing and uh, he went down just after halftime he uh, uh, sprained his ankle in the middle of the game so they took him out I got in to make my uh, MLS debut so it was pretty cool what was that like uh, it was, it was amazing. I mean, it was, a you know, one, one moment I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, this is a dream come true. I've always wanted to play in this league and I grew up, a. I I mean, I grew up just down the road, uh, in Pennsylvania. So I grew up a huge DC United fan. So, um, to play in this league and make my debut was pretty awesome. But at the same time I had to be ready to go out there and win a game, which is what we ended up doing up there in Vancouver. So that was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: it's got to be hard on the emotions because you're so excited, but you have to like kind of calm yourself down yeah. too and focus. Did you have a lot of butterflies when you entered the game?
6: Oh my god, it was unbelievable. It was more <laughs> more nerves and excitement than I've ever experienced in my entire life. One of one of the guys on the team uh, right before I'm coming in, like goes to give me a hug and be like, "Dude, congrats! Like, good luck in there. You're gonna do great." And I was just like so like antsy and, and <laughs> nervy that I just kind of like brushed him off, man. I but, like, I, it like, wasn't very nice. Yeah. I was just I was just so excited and so nervous. I was like, get off me. i got to do my thing. Like, But I ended up talking to him after, and he was going, cool. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> 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 you were just nervous. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense.
1: You just want to get in there, and then once the game actually starts, the nerves yeah. kind of wear off. Yeah, exactly.
6: As soon as I got on the field and I touched the ball the first yeah. few times, I was like, okay, this is fine. I've been doing this my whole life, so nothing new here.
1: Well, speak good segue, speaking of your whole life, you, you grew up, uh, well, I should say you were born in Seattle, but you grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and then you played at the University of New Hampshire, mm-hmm. but but when did you really get into soccer, or when was that moment or that year when you were like, I love this game, I have a passion for this game, I want to stick with soccer for a long time?
6: Mm, yeah, so I, I mean, I started playing when I was probably like four years old and uh you know I I started off just playing in the rec leagues and everything you know grassroots type soccer and I was like nine years old um I got recruited by like a local travel team that like just they saw me playing and they wanted me to come play for them uh as a goalkeeper because they you know my coaches always wanted to stick me on the field because I was fast I was tall and you know, I, I had a, you know, I'm decently athletic, I'd like to think. Mm-hmm. Being a professional athlete, I'd like to think that. Uh, but, yeah, as, as a kid, you know, I always wanted to play goal because I thought it would be fun to dive around, get muddy, get dirty. I don't know, I'm kind of weird. So uh, I did that, and, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it was probably when I started playing from that travel team, and it was like, you know, practices were three to four times a week with two to three games a week, you know, it was like getting to be every single day, and I just – Couldn't get enough of it, you know. Like I'd be dying in school to get to soccer practice, you know, and or uh, you know I would I would get really upset like if (laughs) it was poor weather and a coach had to cancel practice, I'd be like really upset. Like, come on, weather's fine. We can go out there and practice in the in the lightning and in the rain, which of course wasn't smart looking (laughs) back at that now. But of of course, I just you know I've always had a, a fervent passion for the game.
1: Yeah, I mean that's where it starts. I. I remember when I was really, I was going through a phase when I loved golf. Mm-hmm. And I remember yeah, I a couple of days when I would just go out and be the only person on the golf course, even though it was like downpouring and <laughs> monsooning, and they probably should have closed the course. But <laughs> if you love something, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the weather doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I want to ask you about goalkeeping. What is it that you really enjoy about goalkeeping? Obviously, it's a very difficult position uh you only usually uh get you you usually are talked about more for letting goals mm-hmm. in than you are for the saves that you make um what is it that you really enjoy about the position
6: well like i said from a young age i just like to jump around and get dirty <laughs> and uh kind of display my athletic ability weeping for balls diving for, for 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 saves and stuff like that like I was younger that's really what allured me but now it's you know it's it's evolved into you know you you really are the quarterback of the team you know like you're you're the commander you're the general you see everything and you know you're barking out orders to people and uh you know you can control the entire field and the best goalkeeper is the one who gets shot on the least because you're directing a good Mm -hmm. uh back line and you know you're defensively organizing everything so that way you don't need to make saves, you're not called upon, Um, but of course, you know, you do enjoy to get called upon and, you know, somebody makes a, you know, somebody shoots the ball, you know, you go out, you make the save and um, so I think that's the most enjoyable part for me is is definitely the, you know, the the command and the control Um, but it, it certainly is tough, you know, like it's as much as you're the quarterback of the team where you know you're calling the plays you're running the shots and stuff like that um but at the same time you know sometimes you get the the love of an offensive lineman you know you get you get no love but you really do uh you know you hold things down you're the anchor you know when when the running back gets a whole like you know 150 200 yards in a game and has a career game you know they're like oh he had a great game but Really, it's the it's the offensive line who are holding things down and, you know, just calmly uh, calmly doing their jobs. And that's, that's one thing about being a goalkeeper that, like, even during games, if I get a little flustered, mm-hmm. I always tell my, myself I, I have this thing. I, I call it the three Cs. It's, you know, I want to be calm, cool, and collective. And uh, so as a goalkeeper, that's, that's always the sort of thing I keep in mind
1: that's really interesting about uh directing the rest of the team i've i don't i don't don't think i've ever really thought about that that much yeah. but it sounds like that's like a really important part of position yeah. something that young kids maybe aren't even or should be should be taught yeah. more is that no,
6: i uh you say i mean if we play on a saturday you know sunday and monday my voice is gone you know <laughs> it's especially sunday i can't talk monday it starts to crack a little bit and uh, even when I get into a string of, you know, I'm playing a lot of games, you know, my voice is just permanently, like, a little deeper and a little, uh, scratchy, but... Uh. <laughs>
1: wow. And also, I mean, that kind of going back to coaching, so now, you know, in your in your role as soccer coordinator here, you will be coaching at a D.C. score school, coaching, um, a team of, of youth. Um, is there a transfer there from you know, being a goalkeeper and doing all that directive, directing and being vocal to then coaching? Is, yeah. is, that is that a natural thing for you at all? Yeah,
6: I've done a lot of coaching. Like back in college, I, I mean, I've always worked with goalkeepers and led like goalkeeper clinics yeah. and stuff like that. But I've I've also done like a lot of team stuff. You know, goalkeepers sometimes get the, uh, you know, the label of like, oh, you're a goalkeeper, so you can't do anything else on the field. It's like, come on. You're I mean, not a punter, I'm still yeah, <laughs> you're not a, like I'm still a player on the on the team you know like right. as much as like I get to use my hands and I'm special and uh you know i I can still do everything else and I mean I think goalkeepers are and as they should be the most knowledgeable players on the field, like right. I said, you know you're the commander, you see everything um one thing with coaching I've always noticed is you know I'm always using my my background as a player and you know, my knowledge of, you know, playing my entire life, um, coaching younger kids of of any age, you Mm. know, I tell them, like, oh, make sure you're doing this, make sure you're doing that. But one thing I love about coaching is, like, as much as, like, you know, I teach fundamentals, I teach, I teach, like, the simple things, it also reminds myself of, like, yeah, you know, in my own game, I need to do that as well. I think that's honestly, like, what I, at least one of the things I love most about coaching and what I'm most excited about is, you know, as much as, you know i i want to coach the kids and everything it's also it's a good reminder for me too of like you know like you're teaching them these simple fun fundamentals or you're teaching them these simple like ideas bring that into your own game as well just keep things simple you know
1: so. a nice reminder to yourself of the basics that maybe at sometimes you forget about when you're mm-hmm. out there in the heat of the for battle for sure for sure Very cool. And what are you most looking forward to about your experience with DC Scores and coaching and just helping out with our soccer program?
6: Yeah. Um, Well, like I said, I've done a lot of coaching before, but I haven't done anything, you know, like this is a a nonprofit organization, you know, uh, doing like a community outreach sort of program. And, you know, this is going to be a completely different thing. You know, I've always coached in like clubs or camps where like, you know, kids, like, parents are paying a decent bit of money to have their kid play soccer, you know, and this is a completely reversed role, you know, where we're getting funding, so that way we can pull kids out to play soccer, you know, and I think, um, you know, I'm really excited about, you know, the energy and the excitement that they're going to have, you know, just to get out and be active, but then, uh, be able to translate that in a positive, um, you know, soccer-related way, um, and, you know, I'm, I, Along with that, I'm really excited to, you know, show and influence my my passion for the game and my love for the sport to everybody else, you know, and influence them to want to continue to play soccer, you know, maybe go along the same path I did of, you know, you, you play local grassroots, and then you grow up to be in a club team, and then you go to college, and then, you know, you can become pro, because, I mean, I was just a simple kid playing, like, for local rec team that you didn't have to pay for doing community outreach programs just like this myself as a young player so um you know any anybody can do it whether no matter where you're at where you're from where you come from so
1: absolutely i'm sure you'll be an inspiration to uh to the youngins to your <laughs> I, coaching. That's,
6: that's what i hope to do
1: well let's end with some fun ones here uh, the first one's probably gonna be obvious but maybe we'll exclude DC United from the conversation <laughs> who, who is your favorite sports team or teams
6: favorite I mean I, I lived in Lancaster Pennsylvania for a long time so I'm a fan of all the the Philadelphia teams you know my NFL starts today you know my Eagles playing uh, Monday night big big Philadelphia Eagles fan and uh, uh, yeah, any of the Philadelphia teams, and then uh, for soccer as well. I mean, of course, like I I watch soccer nonstop. Yeah. Um, but I I have a a deep love for for Liverpool and the English Premier League, and of course, uh, love watching the U. S. National Team play. So that's uh, that's always fun.
1: Transitioning to the the poetry, the writing side of our program, do you have a favorite poet or a favorite musician or a favorite band?
6: um Poet, I honestly, I I always grew up uh, reading like the poems and the the books of uh Shel Silverstein. I love like he's you know he's kind of wacky, goofy, you know like he's got some some funniest stuff, but then some, like some some deep stuff at the mm-hmm. same time. That like reading it as an adult now, I look at I read like some of the funniest stuff, and I'm like, well, that's actually really deep. What he means? Um, no, I think he's awesome. Bands, music, I honestly listen to everything. There's Pretty much nothing that I would turn off. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. And what about a favorite meal or a favorite food?
6: Favorite food, God, I... Or, I, or
1: how about this, a favorite <laughs> pregame game meal? Uh, pre- something that gets you are, Those right- are two totally
6: different things, because <laughs> I, I honestly, as much as I'm a professional athlete, I need to eat better, because I love, like, burgers, pizza, <laughs> you know, like, chicken wings, but... Um, Pre-game meal, I mean, yeah, on game days, I take all, I take my game days very, very seriously. Day before the game as well, mm-hmm. um, with the way I eat, the way I rest, sleep, do everything. Um, game day, you know, I like to have some chicken, some pasta, a little bit of fish, um, some salad, some, you know, some, some bread to get some extra carbs. Um, you know, I, before games, I eat a massive amount. And then it's funny because after, after games, you know, you're supposed to eat right away. But one thing, uh, as as you just keep continuing to play, is mm-hmm. after games, nobody on the team is, like, ever hungry right away. It's, it's funny. It takes, like, an hour or two, and then finally the hunger just hits you. You just you get so mentally and physically exhausted from yeah. the game that you just can't eat right after a game. But once it hits, it hits bigger than ever, and you just pig out. I don't even
1: know if this is as strong a thing in soccer as it is in other sports do you have any superstitions anything i do
6: i do um i always have a towel and a water bottle next i leave it next to the goal so like if i need to just grab like a quick swig or like for guys on the team like if you know there's a corner kick and they want to just grab like a quick sip they can before the ball is back in play um i keep a towel there as well to wipe off my gloves or um you know wipe out my eyes uh if I have like sweat or something in them um but I always keep those on the left side of my goal like uh I don't I don't know why and before every game I always uh I say I I set my stuff down I set the water bottle on the towel next to the left post I uh say a quick prayer and then I always kick the I kick the post the left post twice and then I just Go out and play. It's weird. I, I have a couple other things. Hey, to that's that not
1: that weird, weird compared to to some of the superstitions out there. You're oh, not yeah. you're not wearing dirty socks all season. No, anyway. no,
6: no. There <laughs> there are some guy. My superstitions back in high school used to be ridiculous. You know, dirty socks, dirty underwear, stuff like that. Like, <laughs> it was bad, but not anymore. I got over some of that. Uh, Some of that stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it's all all pretty moderate, not too quirky anymore.
6: Yeah, I'd like to think so.
1: (laughs) Cool. Well, Travis War, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Um, And uh, we're very excited to have you, not only a part of the D.C. United team, but a part of the D.C. Scores team, um, and teaching youth uh, this this year. I'm sure they will get a lot out of it, and we're all looking forward to it. Thanks so much.
6: Yeah, thanks. Thanks. I'm, I'm really pumped about it.
1: All right, and now I am joined by Greg James, our new athletic director. Greg, how are you?
3: I'm good, thank you.
1: Good, well, it's great to have you. Um, You've been in the office now for a few weeks or maybe a month, somewhere in there. What has your experience been like? I, you know, it's, it's a crazy time of year. We're gearing <laughs> up for the new season. Just describe your first uh, few weeks here.
3: It's been really exciting, and I think that... Um, you know, it's, it's a new era for, for scores and we've got DC United coming on board and, which is really exciting it's really exciting to be part of a new era with things uh, there's been a lot of learning um, a lot of new ways of doing things everyone's been really great, really welcoming the coaches have been fantastic so at this point I'm really looking forward to meeting the kids and getting the programme going and all that kind of stuff and seeing all the preparation that, I, that I've been doing we've all been doing um, resulting in you know, that positive experience for the kids.
1: Yeah, um, I'm sure our listeners have probably picked up on your accent. You are not originally from the States. Uh, you are actually from Birmingham, um, England. I um, And you, well, first off, let's start with this. How did you, well... I don't. This is this might be a silly question because everyone in England plays plays football. But yeah. <laughs> how did you get started in it? Tell me about your playing career before you got into coaching okay. and teaching.
3: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, in England, uh, you, you, it kind of runs in your blood and it's everywhere. And um, I come from a real sporting family. My dad was a very good soccer player, footballer. Um, so. Yeah, you know, and I had a good local team. I'm an Aston Villa fan. We've been down a lot for the last few years, but we have a real big kind of heritage with, with things. So you know, everywhere you go, you get kids kicking balls against the wall, and, and uh, it it's just it's everywhere. So I played at school, um, played at college, and you know afterwards uh, as well. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been fun. You know, it's a, it's a fun game.
1: And then. After playing you you've been heavily involved in teaching mm-hmm. uh, in teaching physical education as well as teaching soccer. Um, I want to ask you about you spent how much mon- I'm actually not sure how much time you spent doing this, but you would travel to places like the u s and Qatar and Australia mm-hmm. to work with eleven to eighteen year olds training them, kids who were who are really serious about the game? What was that experience like?
3: It's a whole other environment. You 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 know. It's a it's very performance based, obviously, and all this preparation goes up for just you know just a short period of time with things. As a lot of sacrifice and a lot of you, you know it's 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 a hard it's a hard environment to to be a part of. Um, because there's a lot of people that just don't make the grade with things, can be really upsetting. Um, there's a lot of investment that goes on, a lot of kind of money that comes into 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 people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it, um, but it is it's it's quite a cutthroat kind of business, sadly. But I mean, that's that's sports at that kind of level. But it was a real pleasure traveling to travel places and I have a lot of friends like in different places. And culturally as well, it's good to kind of you know to to grow your world a little bit and uh, understand a few things. And yeah, it was a, it was a really good experience.
1: And then you returned home to your hometown,
3: I did, yeah?
1: where you uh, became heavily involved, uh, both teaching PE before school and after school, basically yeah. running that program. Yeah. Um, you were in charge of creating sides for games and tournaments, and additionally, you were teaching PE during the normal school day, uh, 35 hours a week. First of all, when did you sleep? How did you (laughs) rest? Did you have a social life? And secondly, what was that experience like?
3: Well, um, those kind of the people that I worked with, they, you know, it was like the place is called Forbridge, and you know, I, I always refer to them as my Forbridge family, because you know it's a real kind of great environment and the uh, the community, um, you know, it, it's it's quite an old-fashioned kind of, uh, you know, an old-fashioned Birmingham neighbourhood. I, I would call it. People kind of look out for each other. They don't have too much money or, or anything like that, but they, you know, they have a real sense of of community. And the kids were just an absolute pleasure to work with. Uh, the parents are really great, really supportive. And I think when, when you put yourself into things, you really, and people see that you're really dedicated and you want the best for, for, for the community and for the kids and everything, everyone just gets on board. And it's a similar kind of thing here. Um, like I was emptying the, the van the other day, and um, I was fully prepared to empty it out myself. It's quite a hot day, and someone put something on the calendar, and suddenly every single person was out the office clearing out of the van and, and that's the kind of that's the kind of environment i like to work in you know people kind of pitch in with things but um you know teaching PE is it's is a lot of fun it can be quite hard sometimes um but yeah i, did, I had a great time i've really enjoyed it i've worked with 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 kids um all my my career and um it's been great <laughs>
1: what's the biggest reward for you I mean what what makes you get up in the morning excited about working with kids?
3: I think as you said before, I worked with the performance athletes, and that that was that was good um, but for me um, the special kind of things come in people who are just taking their first steps towards things, and then when they get a little bit more confident then that 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 little bit of growth and you you see that kind of you when you see them every week or you know, every day sometimes you you see that kind of progression, and you see what what it means to to people, and that that's the the real power of of sport, and that's what wakes me up in the morning. I'm real sporty, like when I'm not like working anywhere, I like working out and things, um, and so yeah, it just keeps you clear, keeps you focused, and I think the the kids get that kind of thing out of it as well.
1: Well. That's exactly, you know, our program starts in a few days. That's exactly what you'll see here at D.C. Scores are those incremental steps. I mean, a lot of the kids are starting, are playing soccer for the first time ever in D.C. Scores, are being introduced to the game, and I'm always amazed to watch a kid who in September had no clue what they were doing, but they were, they were just running around the field and having a good time to see them then in May, and they like, they've made significant strides like they understand what they're doing um and then heck to see them three four years later and still doing it uh it's really uh incredible stuff
3: yeah absolutely
1: um what what are you outside of of, of what we just talked about what are you most looking forward to in your role as athletic director kind of overseeing the soccer program here at dc scores
3: um I think there's, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of things that I think are, are quite unique about the program. Um, you know, that com- combination of of spoken word written word, and, 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 um, and poetry is 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 something really of interest to me as well as the, the soccer side. So I'm looking forward to seeing the kind of the fusion of the two two things. Um, I think it's a kind of it's a unique model that we don't do to anything like that in England, for for example. Um, for my own duties, I'd say I'm really looking forward to getting into the league. Um, you know, getting out to the school sites and and seeing um, seeing what what goes on there and um, seeing that interaction between the players and it'll be cool for me because it'll be there from the first few weeks and I've already met some of the coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then when I get around the sites and you know get to know people and and you know I met when I met the coaches, everyone was just so passionate and so enthusiastic about the program and. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it in action. You know all the kind of work that we do in the office. You know whether it's computer uh, screens or I've been looking at the inventory for the last few days. Which and, and, uh, it, it's it's you know it's it's uh, it's not glamorous for right no, now. No. But I know that that will give me a, a real good solid base. So we get all the the kids that stuff and 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 you know that that's important as well. So yeah, you know I'm exactly. looking forward to getting out of it. The glamorous
1: work. <laughs> yeah,
3: all, all the groundwork that goes on to get that stuff going. Exactly, uh, it's, it's really important. Uh, so it just helps
1: everything run, run a little bit smoother. And for our audience, uh, probably don't understand just how much stuff and gear has cycled through our small DC office in the past month. From uniforms to shorts to shin guards to mm. balls. I mean, our office has been packed with stuff
3: having counted most of that stuff this last week I can I can tell, I can I can reiterate <laughs> just how much stuff we have. It's, and the good news is that it's all gonna be going out either Friday or Monday, Tuesday. Um and we uh you know, we get to place it with the coaches and you know, they can they can start making use of it. And
1: you good. are making that all work and making sure that the right shirts and number of balls and what have you end up in the right places at forty five or so schools, and that in itself is a very impressive feat
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah it will, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting it all sorted done dusted uh, so we can kind of move forward with it with a few other things but uh, yeah it's 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 been it's been a good introduction
1: cool well let's end with some fun ones here okay do you have a well you mentioned your your uh your local uh, football team or your local soccer team. Do you yes. have any other favorite sports teams that you follow?
3: Uh, I guess you got to tip my hat locally here, haven't I? Like, uh, you don't have to. Well, you know, what? like <laughs> I, I'm married to a, a wonderful American girl and, uh, her, her family are big saints fans. So they're always at me, you know, you got, you got to follow the saints and all this kind of stuff. So maybe, they're, they're, maybe they'll maybe they will be my, my NFL team. Uh, I know the Redskins need uh need some extra extra support maybe I'll be throwing my weight behind them maybe. They will. you know. Uh I know, I, the nationals I guess as well. Start yeah. following them. Yeah, I mean I'm open. It open the, to office. All right, <laughs> well
1: hey, uh D C sports have a uh recent uh pretty sad history, but yeah, maybe so your so presence it. in the city will shift things. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite um poet or musician or band kind of trending toward the the spoken word and creative side here?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a massive music fan. I studied um, uh, English at a university with with sports science and uh, I play music myself and so that's really important. Uh, Poets, I like... uh, um, Well, one of my favorite writers is Charles Dickens. very English writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like his work. Um, in terms of music, I'm really into this singer out of Nashville called Matthew Perryman Jones, who's really cool. But um, then some kind of like real English stuff like British scar music, like the specials, and that's cool. Um, yeah, so I'm always, if I'm not doing sports, I'm reading, and if I'm not reading, I'm listening or playing, playing music. So my, my my three main things.
1: You're going to have to introduce me to some of that, that British music that yeah, you like.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And speaking of music, um, uh, I did hear that you actually had another career for a while. I did, yeah. When you were out in L.A. <laughs> and you were a musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true. Tell our listeners about that.
3: Uh, we were called the Kamikazes, Um <laughs> and so we were kind of like a little, little punk uh Kind of bands and uh yeah we did good it was a, it was a, it was a blast and when you're kind of like 21 22 and you you know just just you know do whatever thing, yeah it was, yeah it was it was a blast i i enjoyed it i still play now like not like playing like shows and stuff like that yeah it's completely different i like kind of just sitting around just strumming my guitar finger picking and stuff like that so it's a little bit different now when you get older, you get a bit a little bit more mellow <laughs> <laughs> acoustic or electric yeah, a little acoustic guitar i got it's been been all around the world with me, which is it's a nice nice little friend you know when when you someone told me once whenever you um when when you're a musician you're you're never without friends because like, you can go home at night and play play guitar or whatever And that's you know it's 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 a great gift with things
1: absolutely, I wish I had such a talent myself. <laughs>
3: So I will just get you practicing. So <laughs> All right
1: and uh do you have a favorite food or a favorite meal that you go to?
3: Um that is a good question. I like to eat. I'm active so I need uh, you know I like to to eat. My wife is a great cook. Um you know I like Indian food. We have a lot of Indian food in in England which is which is really good. Um I went to an Ethiopian restaurant the other day which we have a lot of here in in, in DC which is real good. Um so I'm not picky. I'll eat anything. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I will
1: eat anything except whole olives. That's it.
3: Oh, yeah? No, I'll eat those two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And finally, uh, I'll get you out of here on this one. Um, if there is one country that you haven't been to that you could go to, where are you going?
3: That is a good question. I've been lucky enough to be in a lot of places. I think my next adventure is going to be South America, um, Argentina. I know my wife spent quite a lot of time there um costa rica peru somewhere like that that's my next kind of international visit i think be cool.
1: sounds good well greg james athletic director here at dc scores very much look forward to diving into the season and the glamorous work <laughs> of going out to schools and yep. seeing the program in action and seeing all of your behind the scenes work uh come to fruition um, thanks so much and looking forward to it yeah, me too. and we are now joined by Mira Smith our new writing coordinator Mira how are you
3: I'm
0: doing great thanks
1: good well you have only been here for what three or four days now
0: today's my fourth day here
1: Wow so uh, obviously um, still getting a feel for things but you also kind of jumped into the fire so to speak Uh, With our program beginning in just a couple days, what have your first four days been like?
0: Um, They've been kind of crazy. I've definitely learned a lot over the past few days, but fortunately everyone's been very patient with all of my questions, so that's been really nice.
1: And you are part of the Avodah, the Jewish uh, Service Corps program, Mm -hmm. Um, and one thing that's really cool is that you are working with uh, Rachel Klepper, um, who, of course, was also part of that program a couple years ago before staying on with us as a salaried employee. And not only that, but you guys have a connection from your past. Uh, tell our audience a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, so Rachel and I actually went to high school together. She's a year older than me, um, and we're actually friends. We have a lot of very good mutual friends. Um and so I had spoken with her about the Avodah program um, to learn a little bit more about what it does, and then it turned out that DC Scores was looking for a new Avodah core member. So obviously she didn't interview me, but um, it's been really great having her, and it's kind of funny that she's now my supervisor, uh, and hoping we can still keep a professional relationship. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be able to do that. Um. So basically, we can credit Rachel for bringing you here, or for you being here today, um, or at least give her. A, I would give her part some of credit. The credit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so let's. So you're from from outside of Boston. You went to Brandeis University, where you majored in anthropology, um, and you also spent a semester while in college as a classroom assistant and tutor, teaching English to middle school students in Israel. Uh, What was that experience like?
0: So this was actually, uh, I did a gap year in Israel before I started college. Um, So I was working at a school in a somewhat low-income area in Israel, um, and they kind of just threw me into the classroom and said, we're going to send students out of the classroom with you. um, And they primarily sent students who were not well-behaved or didn't know English that well. Um, I had zero training so it was very challenging um, but we played lots of games we I would always bring bananagrams with me to help kids learn the letters and um, those types of things um, yeah it was it was definitely one of the more challenging experiences I've had which is why I'm so happy to be here and I've already gotten so much training and knowing how much I could actually do if I just had a little bit of, a little yeah, bit of help.
1: safe to say that uh, experience prepared you well for jumping yeah. in now but as you mentioned you've already gotten a ton of training just in the last four days so yeah. so how are you feeling going into our season what are your emotions at this point
0: um so i just found out which elementary school i'll be working at and i'm starting to come up with my first lesson plan using the curriculum i'm very excited about it i can't wait to meet the kids and to get them excited because i actually really did not like writing until i started college so i think that if students maybe are less interested in writing maybe i can help come up with fun ideas or um, different methods of showing them that it actually can be really fun and it doesn't have to be for schoolwork.
1: Yeah, let's dive into that. So why do you think you didn't like writing before college? Was it too academic? Did, yeah, were I, th- the I
0: think it was too academic. Um, I really didn't like getting writing prompts and it was usually very specific about books we had read, Um I also didn't really do so well in my writing classes, so I think a lot of it was um, since I, the teachers maybe didn't think I was so good at it, I it made me less excited to be writing. So I think that but then once I started college, I learned about things that are actually really interesting to me and um, that I can connect with, and that's when I really enjoyed writing.
1: Was there a particular assignment or a class that really just like... That was it, and you were like, this is actually pretty fun. I really like getting into writing.
0: Yeah, um, so like I said, I studied anthropology, and when I started writing my anthropology papers, I was thinking like, wow, this is actually really cool and interesting. And then I wrote a senior thesis where I did all my own field work on the uh, Tibetan diaspora in Boston, so a little specific. But when I was doing my own research and I... Through interviews and field work, afterwards, I really, that kind of solidified for me that I really do enjoy writing. So,
1: Very cool. So now you get the opportunity to make writing fun for kids who are 8, 9, 10 years old. Um, let's break the news right now. What school are you going to be coaching at?
0: I'll be coaching at Powell Elementary.
1: All right, the Pal Panthers. Yeah. Well, they they are a lucky group to have you there. That's for sure. What um, overall? What are you most excited about? You know, outside of just coaching Pal, obviously you'll be doing a lot more. What are you most ci- excited about as writing coordinator?
0: Yeah. Um, so before starting at DC Scores, um, when I was speaking with Rachel, one of the things that she said was so amazing about the program is that it gives. Um, students a chance to feel proud of what they're doing and feel empowered outside of school. And so I think that's kind of what's most exciting to me is to see kids, um, whether it's on the soccer field or in writing classes, to feel, have a chance to be really proud of what they're doing because we're not grading them. We're not, it's it's not a purely academic program, so I, I just really look forward to Uh, the first time a student is proud of the poem they wrote or how they decorated their notebook.
1: Absolutely. It really is the small things um, that that stand out. A kid who the first week is afraid to write down their feelings, and then a few weeks later they open up, and then even after that they might perform their poem for their classmates, for their peers. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Mira, let's end with some some fun ones here. Um, You grew up outside of Boston. Did you follow sports at all? Did you have a favorite sports team growing up?
0: Um, I was not very into sports. Um, now I play ultimate frisbee, um, so I definitely now I now I'm very into the frisbee world and those types of things. I'll enjoy going to a sports game. I can't say I know that much about.
1: But ultimate frisbee—that I mean—that's frisbee, yeah. I mean, a fun game. Um, actually, another staff member, Libby Watkins, her brother plays for the Oregon team. Yeah, I heard. And I've watched some of the games, like, I've streamed them, and it's pretty exciting. How'd you get into that?
0: Um, when I started college, I knew that I wanted to find a group of people to to connect with, and, um, although I didn't play any sports in college, I, I did, like, being athletic and doing, um, like, biking and being outside, so I thought, and frisbee's a really great sport because a lot of people don't start until college. Right. So... I joined it, and I ended up loving the sport and the people, so.
1: Very cool. Do you have a favorite poet or musician or, or band?
0: Um, I'm very bad at the favorite question. <laughs> I'm
1: right there with you. Uh,
0: I don't have a favorite. I'm going to say no for now.
1: What kind of, what kind of music uh, do you prefer listening to? Yeah,
0: um, I like a lot of folk stuff. I guess one of my favorite. I really like Fleet Foxes. They're a top band of mine. Their music is... Their lyrics are very poetical, I guess, so...
1: Perfect. Play little Fleet uh, Foxes for those Pal Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about... um you have a favorite food or a favorite meal? A go-to?
0: Um, I guess a go-to would always be burritos. Uh, I can always eat a burrito, even if it's not always my favorite. I'm always down for that.
1: Have you had any D.C. burritos yet, because a lot of options around here
0: uh not yet maybe you can give me a recommendation
1: all right there's there's a burrito stand uh, about half a mile from the office that i'll certainly point out to okay <laughs> you. and the final question i've been throwing at everybody if you could go to one country just one country where are you going
0: um i'd like to go to thailand
1: very cool yeah all right. Well, Mira Smith, uh, writing coordinator, super excited to have you on board uh, to lead our writing program and, of course, to uh, coach up those Pal Panthers. Um, great to have you on board. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. It was great, you know, getting to, for me, getting to know the new staff members by sitting down with them for this podcast. And I hope It's beneficial to you as well um, to really get to know their motivations and what brought them to D.C. Scores and really what they are amped up about uh, going into uh, their time here. Um, It's a very exciting time around D.C. Scores with the new partnership with D.C. United. It really opens up a lot of possibilities to serve more kids in Washington, D.C. We currently have a waiting list of 10 to 15 schools really seeking our program. So uh, it's a big opportunity. It's very exciting. Of course, we still rely on everyone's support, uh, the support of everyone who who has always been there for us. Uh, so we very much look forward to that throughout the year, look forward to seeing people at our big events. Fall Frenzy, October 24th at Trinity Washington University. And then, of course, the Season culminating Poetry Slam, December 2nd and 3rd. And as I mentioned earlier, we hope to see many of you who are in the area at the Get in the Game Breakfast on Thursday, October 22nd. It's from 7.30 to 9 a.m. Contact John Guinan, J, G U I, G U I N A N at americascores.org or 202 393 6999 extension 311 for more information on that free event. Of course, you can subscribe to the DC Scores podcast on iTunes. Simply search DC Scores. You can also find all of our episodes on our blog, dcscores.blogspot.com. And finally, visit our website, dcscores.org, for all information about this fall, about everything that's going on, and of course, links to all of our social media platforms. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.